All right, hey everyone, welcome back. Rob Kress here, Root Pharmacist. So listen, this is a part two uh, to the last uh, previous podcast uh, or episode of Root Pharmacist Radio, which was basically on um, autoimmune-based arthritis. So if you haven't listened to that one, just go back and check it out. It's it's stemming uh, from a questions and answer, basically a Q&A where uh, a technician that was working with me asked what she could take in place of ibuprofen. So I wanted to go deeper because really we can do a lot for these people and they can do a lot for themselves uh, that are dealing with these. As I said, you don't have to sign on to these things, a lifetime of identity with them. So in the last episode, recap real quick, I covered the foundations um, and the reasons why, you know, increased heart disease risk with the, with the ibuprofen and all other NSAIDs. Um, and I wanted to get foundational first. So I talked about diet. We talked about um, healing the gut, very important to focus on there. We talked about the value and importance of vitamin D as well as um, omega-3 fatty acids through fish oil. So now I'm kind of getting right to her question. So, I, you know, had to go 10 minutes into it. Um, a few of the my favorite, absolute favorite supplements, one would be curcumin. You probably heard a lot about this. Curcumin is derived from turmeric. Um, it's a spice in the ginger family. Uh, it is a phenomenal. It's a wonderful anti-inflammatory. I also like Boswellia. Um, there was actually one particular study where patients were on both uh, a combination. Actually, one, one group was on a combination of Boswellia and curcumin, 50-50 ratio, 500 milligrams, twice a day. The other group was on celecoxib, which is Celebrex. Um, it's a prescription anti-inflammatory, very powerful, at 100 milligrams twice a day. The group that was on the herbal product basically did better. Their pain relief was better. They were a, they had a greater mobility. Um, and then while doing blood tests during this, they also had um, reduced issues and they had a safer profile, um, such as other things. Like when you look at celecoxib, we could have uh, maybe heart issues, inflammatory, you know, heart uh, tests coming back and, you know, other things that these medications can lead to. Um, the NSAIDs can also take aim at our stomach and they can also take aim at our kidneys. So, you know, that's one of the reasons why I absolutely love curcumin. Um, it's actually kidney supportive, liver supportive. Some research has shown it's uh, equivalent to milk thistle and how it can work. Um, it's gut supportive where you can take, you know, an ibuprofen or something like that and it starts to tear up or lead to ulcers in your gut. Well, curcumin can actually increase that protective layer into of in, in response to such toxic insult. So a lot of powerful value there. Um, I like the Boswellia as well for a lot of the same reasons. Um, these, not only do they decrease the inflammation and help with joint comfort, they also lower cardiovascular uh, markers such as C-reactive protein, certain interleukins. Um, so they really can provide a great benefit. Now, one thing to keep in mind is you need quality. Curcumin, about 50% of the curcumin that is on the market is actually synthetic, so you're not going to be finding the benefits. Uh, you need to go with a quality company. I usually recommend uh, a company that would license their product from either Indina Labs, I-N-D-E-N-A, or Simbinsa Labs, S-A-B-I-N-S-A. -S -A. Um, I use a pure encapsulations product a lot, which is known as Mariva. Um, Thorn actually has the same product. Um, you also want to go with the Boswellia AKBA. That's going to give you the highest uh, percentage, the right of the Boswellic acids. Um, so you can get a combo product that, like that. Uh, I like those two a lot. I find Synergy works well. 
Uh, so combination products. Um, another one I like, and I'm just going to cover three right now because there's a ton. I like ginger a lot. I'm not going to get into that, but I just want to really give a focus. Uh, third one would be undenatured collagen, otherwise known as UC2. Love this stuff. Reason why I love it. Um, it actually is shown to work twice as good as glucosamine chondroitin. Uh, you don't have to wait four to six weeks to get a response like you do with glucosamine chondroitin. Um, in addition to the joint comfort, it actually helps quell the body's autoimmune response. You know how the body attacks itself? It actually helps slow that down, and it does that through the digestive tract. Um, what happens, especially in cases, we'll give an example, like osteoarthritis, people can start to tear down their cartilage, and within the cartilage is collagen, right? So the collagen is not used to being in the bloodstream. So when it breaks down like that and goes in the bloodstream, basically the body recognizes it as a foreign agent and starts to attack it. What this UC2 does on denatured collagen, and I guess you could probably say it's like bone broth on steroids because that's essentially what it is. Um, it will, it basically, as I said, works through areas of the digestive tract. It has high bioavailability and it'll help the body recognize it as not a foreign agent and will stop attacking itself. So that's a very unique property. So I think that's awesome. So those are some of my three favorite. I personally use a product known as Joint Complex from Pure Cat Encapsulations, so one a day. And I've also used that with people to, um, you know, you can add on some curcumin if we need or other anti-inflammatories, ginger would have you. Uh, but this product itself will also have some hyaluronic acid, MSM, and other products. So there we go. I, that is the answer to her question, but I want to take this all a, a step deeper because this is where it gets really interesting in my mind. I am a complete believer of psychosomatic medicine, psychogenic medicine, basically believing that we might have some subconscious beliefs that we're not recognizing that basically can lead to physical maladies in our body and true physical changes. Uh, one of my greatest teachers on this was a Dr. John Sarna, who died just last year, I believe in 2017. Um, and he coined a term known as tension myositis syndrome, basically recognizing, and I'm just giving you the quick short version here, but I highly recommend his books such as The Mind-Body Prescription, Healing Back Pain, and one I'm going to actually quote from, The Divided Mind. But he talks about tension myositis syndrome where the subconscious basically recognizes something in our conscious world. And it feels that it's just too much for our conscious to deal with. And it doesn't even have to be a big thing, but it does not understand the gravity of it. So it doesn't have to be a big thing. And what it will do is it'll divert our attention from that by creating pain in the body. It'll be doing so by restricting oxygen to a certain area. This itself, as it goes on, can actually lead to physical changes, which is very interesting. And this has been attributed to most, almost all pain syndromes, certainly lower back, TMJ, ulcers, everything across the board. So it's very interesting to recognize this. And one of the first parts of kind of healing from this is recognizing that the body has to do that, you know, has the ability to do this. Now, Dr. John Sonner himself was a, a student, you know, of some of the greats. Uh, in psychosomatic wellness and such. Uh, and he talked about um, someone by the name of Franz Alexander, who was one of actually Sigmund Freud's students, and he was the founder of the Chicago Institute of Psychoanalysis. Uh, he wrote a book in 1950, Psychosomatic Medicine, where he actually held the development awareness of psychosomatic reality within the medical community and prophesied a great future 
uh, of what he perceived to be an important new tool for the healing profession. As Dr. Sarno writes, sadly, that great future never arrived. The enlightenment he described did not flower. And what's very interesting, if you actually look around that time, I think it was 54 or something like that, um, the pretty much Bible for psychiatrists, the Diagnostic and Statistics Manual of Mental Disorders, they removed the term psychosomatic or psychogenic, which, as Dr. Sarno said, would be equivalent of taking the word bacteria out of a modern day medical text. So what I want to do is talk about how they actually look at the two of them, uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Um, Dr. Sarno actually alluded to Norman Cousins, who you may all know of. He wrote The Anatomy of Illness in 1979. Well, he actually had rheumatoid arthritis, and he didn't respond well to regular medications. Um, but what he did find is he recognized there was a relationship with one's emotions. Um, in doing so, he basically immersed himself in humorous books and films uh, as the antidote to bad feelings. Um, the interesting thing here, so what he did was he kind of neutered the body's response in a way. So these obviously could be conscious things that bother us or the subconscious that we're not aware of. So as we go on to look in, okay, what is going on with rheumatoid arthritis, uh, Alexander uh, Franz Alexander, who I talked about, uh, John Sarner writes, in his book, he refers to the studies which found that the disorder occupied primarily women who as adolescents had a predilection for outdoor activities and competitive sports and who as adults suppressed all emotional expression and had a compulsive to, compulsion to strongly control their environment, including their lives of their husbands and their children. At the same time, they were extremely caring and protective of their families and exhibited such a powerful need to care for others that Alexander characterized um, it as a masochistic, basically, sense. So this is actually very interesting. Sexually, they, they seem to reject the feminine role and tended to select passive, compliant men as their husbands. Alexander makes a statement. The general psychodynamic background in all cases is a chronic, inhibited, aggressive state. A rebellion against any form of outside or inside pressure, against being controlled by other persons, or against the inhibitory influence of their own hypersensitive consciousness. Now, this is very interesting. I'm going to go on further. You can find this on page 80 in John Sarno's book, The Divided Mind, The Epidemic of Mind-Body Disorders. But what's interesting is when you look at it, rheumatoid arthritis leans primarily women. And if you look at the commercials, rheumatoid arthritis, psoriatic arthritis, who do they usually have in the commercials? You know, as long, you know, with the exception of it's like a pro athlete or something like that, female. So there's a direct marketing to that. So John Cerner then says, this observation closely parallels my own findings and with one change is an excellent description of many people suffering from TMS. For chronic inhibited aggressive state, okay, that's what Franz mentioned. Dr. Sarno says, I would substitute chronic unconscious rage. The sources of this rage are the outside and inside pressures, the threat of control by others, and the pressures brought to bear by their own super egos. I could have not composed a more succinct statement. That's super powerful, and I, I kind of want to cut it off there. Just so maybe you can just stop and think about that. Either rewind, but think about that unconscious rage that people might be dealing with. Uh, if it's yourself, sometimes just the realization that there could be an issue of deeper level here 
can find relief when it can bring relief to the table within itself. So um, I hope I gave you some value today. I really wanted in these two episodes to cover the foundation of diet, right? the supplements and alternatives, and really lay it into that there could very strongly be a mind-body element. Some might reject it, some might expect, uh, accept it. For further information, as I said, I'm a big fan of John Sarno, and there's many others in the topic. So once again, Rob Cressier, Root Pharmacist at Root Pharmacist Radio. Thanks again for listening, and tune in tomorrow. <music>